Lee Dayton. Welcome to Shoreditch. Thank you, thank you very much, John. It's great to, <laughs> great to be here today. <laughs> You're here all the time because we work together pretty much all the time. Um, but you haven't let me do a podcast with you for a year. Well, you know, you've got to try and work me out before we start asking me questions, John. I've got to try and work you out as well first because <laughs> we're friends and we're doing, we're doing some business at the same time. Yeah. And I want to demonetize your platform. <laughs> I know, that's probably my biggest fear at the moment. Um, but for anyone that doesn't know who you are, um, well, everyone knows who you are. You, you're literally the reason like about 100, 100 million kids like tried to kill them. No, no, not in that way, but tried to hurt themselves. Because you were the main instigator, the main man on Dirty Sanchez on MTV for over a decade. And basically you, in my opinion, you probably won't agree with it, but you were one of the most famous men in the world, like literally, um, but for all the like the r- wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you're the reason, like I, in my opinion, you're what created viral videos. You know, like the shit that you did on MTV, all the stunts that you did and the stuff you did to your poor friends um, uh, who are probably still scarred for life. I mean, you're probably scarred for life. Oh, yeah. Um, That's exactly what I did as a kid. You know, as soon as we watched your show, we would go out and try and like basically like kill each other. You was having a good time though, right? Yeah, I mean, it was brilliant. Yeah, exactly. and you're still here to tell the story. So it was all good, baby. Yeah, It's not your fault. It's not my fault, and you're here telling me the story. So, so ha- okay, so um, Dirty Sanchez, mm-hmm. like, how would you explain that to someone that hasn't heard of it? Basically, anyone that's, like, maybe, maybe, like, teenagers now haven't seen it, but they probably have, but how would you explain Dirty Sanchez? Well, Dirty Sanchez, first of all, was an act, like a kind of twisted sexual act. Yeah, what's, it, there's a, what's the uh, I mean, Urban I, Dictionary? In the Urban Dictionary, it's uh, finger up the bum, and then you rub it across your partner's top lip doing sex. Okay. So you give them a putash. Um, but the reason why our show was called Dirty Sanchez was because we were filming a pilot and MTV had seen this video, this skate video we'd made, Pritchard versus Dayton. Yeah. And uh, they were looking for presenters to do this new show all right, called Shock Idol. And somehow they got in contact with us through Pritchard in work. Uh, we used to work in the skate industry. And um, we went down for a meeting and they had a de- an idea for a show called Shock Idol. And we were like, fucking sounds absolutely shit. Like, fucking Shock Idol. <laughs> we were like, fuck Shock, fuck Shock Idol, right? <laughs> you just need to come and film us. And they were like, well, look, we're looking for presenters to go around the country and find the UK's most fucked up people. Uh-huh. So they, they thought that we could possibly be presenters for this new show called Shock Idol. And we're like, sounds fucking awful. And, you know, bigging ourselves up a little bit. Yeah, He's like, we are the most fucked up people. I was going to say. Yeah, here's, here's, the, here's the full video. Because they'd only seen like a little teaser. Here's the full like 50 minute video. Check that out. And then, and then let's see where we're at. Um, I left. And yeah, basically, to cut a long story short, um, that's how Dirty Sanchez was born. We filmed the pilot. We did, they, MTV didn't know what to call it. We came up with all sorts of names. What so, names did you come up with? Like Joycey, yeah, this is one name, like See You Next Tuesday. So yeah. we would come up in the, in the listings, yep. you know. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be tame here now, because like I said, I don't want to, you know. Can't start. say the C word, can we? Yeah, you've, you've, had some nice, you've had some really nice guy, uh, people on this podcast, John. I don't want to kind of be the person <laughs> to kind of put a big, dirty, fat skid mat across it. <laughs> You're <laughs> the one I've been looking forward to the most. You're like the <laughs> hardest person ever to get on here. Well, yeah, because I suppose there's a time and a place for the, you know, the kind of 
what we did. But anyway, yeah. So um, Joycey was basically when we was filming the the um, the pilot, MT was like, "What are we going to call this show?" And um, see you next Tuesday was one name. Yada yada yada. There was all sorts of names like Rock Out, We Are Cock Out. I think Pritchard was keen for that one. And Joycey was like, "Oh, I know. I've got a name." He said, "I've been giving everyone like Dirty Sanchez's doing filming the pilot." <laughs> Stick your finger up. It was tons of like poo tashes going down. We should call it Dirty Sanchez. It's such a good name. And there we are, my friends. There we are. That's where Dirty Sanchez came from. How long did it take for you? Because I, I, now I think of modern day like viral videos. Your viral video, which is that Pritchard is dating. Yeah, oh, the right, pilot, yeah. wasn't just a viral video. It was like a 10 year viral video because you went from Welsh skateboarder to like global superstar. And you were like presenting MTV awards around, like literally. How how long was that transition from? It was a blink of an eye. <laughs> it was a fu- it was a blink of an eye. Um, at the time, the show the show had showed start airing. Yeah. Showed start airing, and, and we I kind of thought that this this show was so kind of we know what we'd filmed. We didn't expect it to to be repeated. We thought we'd be lucky if it was repeated once. Yeah. You know, 10 years later, there was six, six, six seasons and a movie later, you know, they were still... Two movies. Two, well, two uh-huh. movies? No, one, one movie. One movie. Oh. We almost did a second movie, but that, that might get brought up further down the line in this podcast. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, well, where we're at again. Where was we at again? Because I'm, I'm quite... I forget. My, I've been at a lot of bumps to the edge on, you have to remind me. <laughs> you went from literally yeah. a, a Welsh skateboarding kid... To like a, literally a global superstar, and you were presented. Didn't you present like the Australian MTV Awards? Presented. Um, we did all the links yeah. between like the acts, so you'd have like I know Pink would be on playing and whatever, and then in between like uh, the acts and the presenters, they would have these like funny skits. So we yeah. went out to Australia, shot a bunch of skits, and then presented some awards. Hung out with like you know, kind of like some rock and roll royalty. Yeah. Did our thing. Yeah, we went and we did the MTV Awards in like Europe, Scotland, up in uh, Miami. Like we did a lot of, we did a bunch of awards in that time period whilst we were on how MTV. Long did, so how long did, so, because basically nowadays, like kids want to go viral, they do lots of like content creation, you know, you know, whatever they call it. Um, but the thing is to stay relevant now, or, you know, you've got to do so much content constantly. Back in the day, you basically did like a series of videos and like from there you like not only did you go viral but you were like globally known like by absolutely everybody like you everywhere and it, you how many how, how many minutes of footage did you do maybe like three hours i uh, how many i like literally the the footage didn't stop it was just pouring out of the seams but how much did actually make it on tv like um how many episodes they were like half an hour right yeah, I think they were like each episode was like yeah half an hour, twenty two minutes. Yeah, twenty two minutes. And how many for the first season? Eight. Eight. So basically, that's not much actual. If you compare how much like footage went on TV content, yeah. Yeah. compared to like how how much would be created now to get that level, yeah, you probably couldn't get to that level. Yeah, the thing is, they cut everything really short. Like, yeah. I'm swear that the fans would love to have seen, like, the extended, like, just the actual raw footage, just mm-hmm. un, unedited. Yeah. Um, and then there would have been absolutely tons, bags of footage. Yeah. They've got, they, they have, like, on archive, all sorts of sh- shit that's never seen the light of day. You do too, don't you? <laughs> yeah. We did constantly film, and yeah. when we were filming Sanchez, because 
I suppose we, it wasn't like the cameras are on go. It, the camera was always around. Yeah. And there was always, we was always, I was like always waiting for a stitch up. Someone was waiting to get you. So yeah, it, yeah. It, there was absolutely heaps of footage. So how long did it take before you did your, your first um, your first episode to you like present an MTV Awards? Yeah, Same uh, year? Yeah. Literally. Like, so, wait, it, like, how did you have the confidence to like start? Because like, MTV Awards back then was literally watched by the entire Mega. planet. It was in, what, MTV was the biggest like thing ever. Wasn't it? It was just the bigger. Everyone watched MTV. Yeah. It was all where all the cool stuff was. Well, you had the, the, the Osbournes. Jackass, yep. you know, there was a bunch of like, I think Beavis and Butthead might have still been on. It was that long yeah, ago, yeah, to be honest. Right. So yeah, it was some, fuck, it was cool. It was a lot of like, you know, fun pro- programming on back then. I think it was way before it kind of went down. It was way before it went down like the Sweet, sweet 16 and oh, all the shows, all yeah. the Geordie shows and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it was a cool, it was, if you're on MTV, you were basically branded as the coolest people on the planet back then. I know, I know you don't want to say that, right? I know you don't want to say it, but that's basically where every teenager looked for what's cool. Yeah, it was kind of like the TV version of Hype Beast, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, if you got on that, yeah. you were like, oh, shit. Like, you, you, you know, you're kind of, like, profiled. The, the problem with your show, though, is that every guy like me, and I was a teenager at the time, thought being cool was like making your friend get hit by a car. That's what we thought was cool. So, <laughs> you... Do you actually think there might have been people that had died? <laughs> no, fuck no. No, no. We didn't. I don't think, like... I'm just kidding. You know, there was a warning board at the end, at the beginning. Of the- yeah. <laughs> I, I, we almost fucking died. Like, telling <laughs> you, there was shit going on on that show. That- oh, man. But, yeah, I think the show came out in um, maybe October. Yeah. I think it... We didn't even know that MTV had syndicated it out of the UK network right it was in Europe and it was in South America and it's that all these other MTV networks around the world started taking it and we had, did not have a clue yeah. so I was still managing a skate store at the time yeah. right and I'm like still working you know the show's out there I'm getting recognised you know I'm living this kind of like weird kind of fucking alternate reality to most people it was just fucking crazy and it, I think it took three months four months it was a really short space of time. I'm in the nice. skate store, get a phone call off uh, Becky Staniforth, the first season director. Yeah. She's like, hey, Dayton, what are you doing next Wednesday? I'm like, uh, just in the shop working. She's like, all right, um, are you free to, to go to Miami? To, the, the show has gone to, the show is in South America and it's gone to number one. And they want you to, they want to fly you out and present some awards and have some fun. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, where's Miami? <laughs> yeah, where's Miami? <laughs> Is that in North Wales? I don't know. Oh man, we all knew where Miami was back then because, yeah. like, you know, we were cool, yeah. yeah, there were this. Well, Pritch was into the party, and, and anyway, yeah, regardless, um, yeah. we flew out to Miami, and yeah, it was kind of. It felt really did feel like a click of a finger. It was. It was fucking insane. I, yeah. I, one minute I was like just a normal skater. Yeah, you had a little bit of like kind of notoriety through skateboarding because I was yeah. sponsored and. I'd like uh, used to travel and skate and do demos and enter comps and it was in that in the skate world but nothing can fucking prepare nothing can prepare you for the sheer gnarliness of fucking worldwide like kind of fame yeah Yeah. like to say that it's kind of I don't want to say it like fame because none of us were trying to get on TV 
yeah. we were just trying to have a good time and and yeah. through having a good time trying to like sell some videos to sustain yeah. that being out of the nine to five yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah i mean re- i mean it's not like you trained to be a singer for 14 years and then had an album out <laughs> you literally just ran your mate over <laughs> Something like that, yeah. In a nutshell, it's kind of like you know, you're a sk- people didn't know you for skateboarding. I didn't know you for skateboarding when I watched it. I just thought you were cool because you were doing what I was doing to my mates, and I you're totally relatable. Everyone else on MTV, you know, like Phil Collins, Boy George, all these people, you can't, like, I couldn't relate to them because I'm not a singer, blah blah. But when your show came out, it was literally like, and, and at the end of it, it says, Do not try this at home, and you instantly like look at your mate and you're like. I want to, I'm going to do what Damon does. Like, are you ready? Like, where's dad's car? Like, I'm going to get you. It you was know. like, you know, it, that's what was great about it is you're like four Welsh kids, you know, you know, I'm from near Wales, you know, like, so for me, it was like, Just this, is, the road. this is the coolest thing in the world, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I mean, and then you, to watch you like a few months later presenting like MTV awards and then. It, it, it was, like, it was it fucking was, ins- you, you were so insane. famous if you if that kind of equivalent like fame came out now you'd have like 50 million followers on instagram yeah yeah we, we yeah i mean because it was in like 69 countries and like i would go on holiday with my family and i'd be in mexico you know on holiday yeah and be so unaware of my kind of like what we'd the show how far the wide yeah. yeah and you yeah. got people coming up to me like well like mexicans coming up to me just like Dirty Sanchez, Dirty Sanchez, um, just like shaking your hand and I'm like with my family on holiday. I'm like, I'm not even with the, the other guys. Yeah. Just, and yeah, the show was just fucking huge. I mean, talking border towns as well, like yeah. New Gales, where it's like notorious, like just gnarly Mexican towns, you know, yeah. um, on the border of the States where they traffic drugs through and you just got all these gangsters like, come on, come on into my, come on into the, you know, just come and fuck, it's just, just mad fucking crazy shit. No, even, even we've had it when we we're hang out because we hang out a lot obviously but even when we had it as someone i knew that i was working with was like oh my god and then he was like oh will you punch me in the face and you were like no i'm not gonna punch you in the face i was like can i <laughs> i want to punch that guy in the face no, man shit we didn't yeah there was a lot there was a lot of can you sl- just they just wanted to be a part of the gang we all did we all did, mate. We you, all did. We all made it our lives, though, eh? So, like, yeah, um, it was it was a fast transition from sitting in a skate store yeah. to quitting my job and to to where I am today. Yeah, just yeah. like that. Yeah. Without, um, you know. What was that? Like, I mean, I watched all the shows, film, everything. Um, I even know Jim Hickey, who directed. Yeah, yeah. That's, G- Jim's know, a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Because we've known each other for 14 years. Yeah, we've known, it's 14 years. It's 14, 14 years, yeah. Because the first Mobile, you were going to do a show in Germany, but then Mobile got thrown out of Germany. So there was no show. Can you remember that? I can remember. <laughs> I, do you know what? There's footage of, do you know what happened? So obviously you had like, I don't know, how so many supercars in pound? 160 or something. All right to talk about it? Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's in the newspaper. Oh, okay, so. yeah. So you had all your ca- all those cars imported, uh, were impounded in the stadium in Germany, yeah? Yeah, yeah basically. They're surrounded by like surrounded. 200 cars, yeah. yeah. And then we were going to do a gig that night and it was kind of like, it just couldn't happen. And we were generally gutted because we wanted to perform and have a good time. So we yeah. did a... We did a Dirty Sanchez live show in our hotel room, right? And it was full of students. I remember I got the bill for it. <laughs> and this footage, this footage, and this fucking it. carnage. <laughs> you wrecked everything in that room. Like, well, I, I think we stood on a few things and, you know, 
by accident. It was a great time though, John. <laughs> you know, it, it, the show didn't happen, but it's it, uh, for you guys. But it still went ahead for us and yeah. the, the, the entire like you know contents of the hotel. Yeah, that yeah, that was chaos. I remember seeing the footage and I was like, we can't even put that in our marketing. <laughs> Yeah, but what happened was, is I booked you guys, because, um, you know, back then, like, we actually planted some trees, like, randomly, I stupidly paid 3,000 quid to plant a bunch of trees to offset the carbon emissions, right, for the Mobile event. 14 years ago, by the way. 2007. But basically, like, I got ripped off. Mm-hmm. Is that Bruno snoring? It's snorzy, yeah. Rosie, could you grab Bruno, please? He's snoring. <laughs> Enter Rosie. Um, but no, so back then I was like, oh, I'm going to offset the carbon emissions, right? This is 2007. Um, but basically it just got ripped off three grand. But we um, planted some trees together for a laugh. That's how we first met. And um, I've, I, I picked you up in Wales in a hire car. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It was so, such a long time ago. And I was like, and I remember thinking... I'm planting trees with the guys from Dirty Sanchez. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, like, this is like the weirdest thing ever. You couldn't go as far. I couldn't go any further away from what we were about planting trees. I mean, yeah. For thankfully, we did plant some trees and you know do a bit of good for nature. Yeah, I don't know what happened to I wonder, that company. I, I wonder how tall those trees are now. I think you just took your money. But the trees, oh, are, yeah, you know, the trees are hopefully you know putting a bit of taking a bit of carbon dioxide out there. I don't even think it actually works, all that stuff, but I don't know, but whatever. But that's how we originally met, and then, then you did a show, but then didn't get a show because Mobile got thrown out of Germany. And that was, that was 2007, that was my second day ever of organising a Mobile. Wow. There was like 200 police, and everyone, basically, we got escorted back to Belgium, and then everyone made it to Poland, like, somehow, like, a day and a half later. How did you feel? Well, how do you know, like, when that started happening? Because that's, oh, that's a lot of heavy shit. To, to organise and, and kind of shift around. Well, it was a nightmare because I had Dirty Sanchez there who were like extremely famous, amazing to add to my event. You know, it's my first event. You're about to perform at this really good venue that I organised. And then everyone was surrounded by cops. <laughs> you you guys, your manager, what was his name? What was his name back uh, then? Um, it, well, it might have been Johnny B. No, no, it wasn't. Or it, Ian. No, it was a guy who's at uh, William Morris now. Steve? Oh, Steve, Steve, Steve Hogan. Steve Hogan, yeah. Steve Hogan, yeah. Steve's like, what the fuck's going on, John? Like, I'm like, dude, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, there's 200 cops here and I'm asking for money. I don't know what you want me to So, like, all that was happening. And uh, that was, yeah, that was my second day. And then, yeah. You, you know, like, things happen for a reason, John, right? Like, we did a gig in Germany at one point and yeah. someone in the crowd was threatening to shoot us. So maybe maybe your you know rally getting getting high uh, getting you know chucked out of Germany saved saved us getting shot in a club somewhere. Maybe that's like the way I like to think of these bad situations. I always like to sort of see a good side to it. The butterfly effect. The butterfly effect. Yeah. 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 Um, so like, yeah, you read the hotel, but like that wasn't bad compared to some of the stuff he did. Like, what was what's the weirdest thing that ever happened to you guys or you did on? I mean, it's a can of worms that is because it was like literally. If I was to try, I might say sit you for like quite a while and just start picking weirdness out. What's the weirdest sex thing that's ever happened? Well, we did. Oh shit! So <laughs> we go in there straight away. Um, well, not so much. <laughs> the weirdest sex thing. Um, we did a show um, called Get High. Yeah. Myself and Pritch, and we went. On the, we went to like different countries in the world, hanging out with different tribes and. Yeah taking their local medicines and, and basically getting down with culture and, 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 and experiencing just 
this side of life. Yeah. When we got to Japan, we did gambling and sexual highs. <laughs> you know, like I've got an overactive imagination, right? So when we did, uh, we did a little bit of, um, is it, what's it called, S&M, where they beat you up and whip you and like tie you up? I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. Well, yeah, torture garden stuff, basically, where they oh, just, yeah. yeah. Never heard of it. All right, okay. <laughs> Enlighten me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the kind of thing I would, you know, rock up and do normally, but for the, for culture. When in Japan. And making the TV show. We, uh, yeah, we did, I mean, I don't, it's like, can we get to talk about this? Yeah, what happened? Come on, just spit it Fuck out. this. I mean, demonetization, here we go, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this decentralized, this platform? <laughs> um, so I think, um, well, I mean, yeah. Didn't someone stick their fingers at your ass? Oh yeah, there was two, cat, there was two, two, two girls dressed, I guess, cats in this hotel. Yeah. And um, yeah, we did a prostate massage. So I'm in, there's two single beds in this room. I'm in the, I'm in the one bed, Pritch is in the next bed. You lie down, strip off, legs, knees up type thing and sit there. And yeah, these these two two ladies dressed in cat outfits with like little tiny like condoms on their fingers, start like you know going to town and tickling the inside of like where everything comes out. Yeah, I I mean like I I'm trying to be fucking nice here. Ah oh, shit! I, I mean, can, I, can you can you even swear? Yeah, basically got a prostate. I don't want to go into the gory details, but yeah. um, yeah, did a prostate massage in front of like I know twelve people behind the camera. Yeah. And which is gonna then you know then the millions t- at home at home yeah and you're being fingered on TV and you're like first of all you're thinking like you're not thinking about the TV because you're thinking about are they going to finger me now so you've got that on your mind yeah but then once the finger's in you're thinking oh I've got to fucking do the job you know haven't I because like if you don't do the job man what's the job fucking you know ejaculate partying yeah <laughs> you got to get you got to get to party mode haven't you. <laughs> Anyway, we can cut all this shit out, right? I'm sure there's other ways of, you know, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the the prostate massage was kind of, I wouldn't say it's weird. But so did you? Did it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I I I came first, and Pritch came after me. Yeah. But his story, his story is that me shooting me coming. I gotta be, you know, we got Rosie in the background. <laughs> Um, it was for TV, of course, cultural exchanges. We can talk about this, can't we? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah just, uh, just got fingered. What was his story? He it's came finally. second. He came, yeah, he came second. after me, but Pritch has always, I think he's kind of like, cause I was thinking I got, I, I just got to, got to come on camera. Cause are you going <laughs> to fucking live that shit down? But think of this, right? There's all those people behind the camera yeah. and you're being fingered and you're like, it's just kind of like, like, yeah, you, you have to fucking concentrate. Because really? everyone's around, your mates on the bed next to you, and like trying to block things out, and you're like fucking hyper focus. And um, yeah, Pritch, Pritch, I don't think he can. Pritch always likes to wind me up and say that um, he heard me, he could hear me that I kind of making some fucking sex noise, <laughs> and it made him come. All right, so there it is. Right, it's hard and painful. Oh, you. <laughs> he reckons, yeah. Anyway, so he likes your sex sounds. Well, maybe. Apparently, May, I'm hoping he was winding me up. What year was that? Fuck, I, I just blocked it out of my mind, John. It's just, just like going back into like Cape Fear in my head. Do you know what's weird? Is that that would just not be on TV now. Yeah. And that was on 
prime time yeah. TV. Well, we was in this other place after we got beaten, whipped, and like we had security with us because some of the countries we were going to were pretty sketch, yeah. and you can get abducted and whatnot. So we had um, what we call them SAS. Well, I won't say his name, but anyway, we had someone from the SAS with us mm. looking after us, and when we were getting whipped and like beaten. I was just like, just like fucking in so much pain. And I, and Steve, the SAS guy was just like, holy shit, just looking away and stuff. Really? So, uh, good fun. Good fun. Then someone shit on my face. What? <laughs> someone actually did that? Scat. Yeah. It was, it was scat. We all right there? We, yeah, you just turning the, you turn the, you turn, he's turning the cameras off now because he, he heard the word scat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, listen, it was in Japan, right? Having a woman squat over my over me, and then taking a shit in my face is in my bag. I'll just fucking put that out there right now. But Pritch took fucking delight in watching it all happen. I shut she, my eyes. Wait, 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 wait. She actually pooed on your face. Like yeah. who came out and landed on your face? Well, I had my eyes shut, obviously, because I weren't looking at where the still, sun didn't shine. Still, your face, dude. Yeah, it, it hit me. It, I think it it bounced off the peak of my hat, hit my cheek, and then rolled down. Um, Wait, were you sat upright? No, I was laid down. Oh. And the worst, the worst thing about this was um, when I was... Um, <laughs> it gets worse. Yeah. Well, it any worse. I had my eyes shut and then Pritch was like going, oh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, shit. The, I can see the tortoise's head. And he was like, oh, my God, it looks like a tree branch coming out of her ass. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'll just hurry up and get it over with. The next thing I knew, right, all this like heavy, like hot stuff. And I was like, oh, she's, she's doing like the runs all over my chest. But it was pee. <laughs> It was pee, yeah. She was peeing hot pee over my chest, and 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 then all of a sudden, whap, a little little uh, we had a little like poo avalanche down my face, rolled off onto my onto my top, and just smelly mud, John. That's the way I like to think of it. Just smelly mud. Wait. On a scale of one to ten, how much did you like it? Fucking minus ten. Really? No, I into that shit, man. <laughs> Literally, I, I, no I was, fun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't into it. I wasn't into it, but. I will say, I will, there's obviously, there's like, there are a couple of lines drawn in the sand, yeah? and I, but I will do, I will, I, I'm an experienced fucking freak. I love fucking experiencing shit, uh, and, and that was just an experience that I've done and I won't be going back to. <laughs> I mean, but what a great way to make money. I, I mean. For her and you. Yeah, she, I mean, she made money as well, man. What the fuck? Shit. I mean, she gets to go to the toilet and make cash. I mean, who gets to do that? Not many people. Not many people. No. So, you couldn't do that nowadays, could you? Would that be on TV? Um, it wouldn't, would it? Are they even rerunning that? Because it's like, I mean, look I, at Little Britain. They can't show half the stuff they did because I think what um, PC. Yeah, what they did. I mean, yeah, but I mean, sex is just fucking sex. Yeah. Wait. I, with with consulting with consent in adults. Yeah. Wait, that poo thing was sex? Well, that was like apparently a sexual high. Oh, right, right, right. It was not, I didn't get a high. Well, it feels sexy, probably. <laughs> then, then, fuck it. <laughs> I didn't. John's tucking into a Snickers over there. He's like, oh, tell me more stories. No, that's great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm is... sorry, listen, like, can, is there any way that we can bring this back from where we are right now to the to get this to get through this podcast because I feel like we've just hit the fucking hit the bottom of the fucking pan like okay let's reverse this you've told me because we've spent so much time together we've traveled everywhere together um 
what's the um you've been stitched up by MTV, haven't you? Stitched up. I think it's just called business. Right. Which is what we talk about a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, not, like, I mean, you hear it, the business, the business model of um, music, all that kind of stuff has evolved massively over time, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Now they just sort of pay bands, like staff members, you know, and they're, you know, like, I, I know some people in a band and they're all paid like 40 grand a year <clears throat> and it's just like a job. But obviously, the, you know, the um, music company pay for all the marketing, they yeah. own the brand name and stuff like that. Back in your day, it was a bit different. Um, so many, so many ways. Back then, if you heard of had social media, you could have made a ton of money off that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but back then, you know, did did MTV own the name Dirty Sanchez? Yeah, yeah, they trademarked it. Yeah, so the trademark. That's why you do the Pritchard versus Dainton stuff because that's your name, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they, you know, they took Pritchard versus Dainton, which was kind of the blueprint for Dirty Sanchez. Yeah. And they, yeah, they just, I mean, like, we were just happy to be on TV back then. Yeah. We, we didn't realise what was going on. We didn't even think the show would even get to be aired more than, like, once or twice in the first season. So, because you went from, like, skateboarder to, like, globally known in three, four months. Were you, did you have a contract before that all started? Or how did it work? Were you just paid by them or, like, royalties or anything like that? Like, how did it work? Did you even know? Or did you just be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, I mean, we had a, we had a contract yeah. first, first season, but we didn't have an agent. So we just kind of sorted a deal out. We didn't really know what we were doing. You know, we were green. We were just like, fucking hell, sign it before they, sign it before they, before they change their mind. Yeah, up, yeah, you know? yeah, of course. Like, yeah. Um, because what you got to remember is, John, like we, this wasn't like a business. This wasn't something yeah. we'd been working towards to get to this point. Yeah. Now, if I'd worked this hard now to get there with my knowledge that wouldn't be happening mm. but back then I mean you're talking t- almost 20 years ago um, way greener really didn't kind of know what we were how successful the show was going to be and we were just kind of like well yeah shit we're going to get to go on MTV but what happens is when the name got trademarked and then they don't want to do a show anymore and you're known for Dirty Sanchez you're kind of stuck in this like you, they own the name, so you can't yeah. continue with it. So, so yeah, I mean, it's biz. It's just I have to look at it as just business. Yeah, big learning curve, isn't it? Fucking hell, big learning curve, John. Massive learning curve. What What's the most amount of money you've made in like a day? But uh, from being on Dirty Sanchez, because there are ma- there are obviously huge benefits. Oh, I mean, I don't want to, you know. Can you disclose? I mean, lots of money, yeah. Because people made more money back then than they do now, I reckon. Well, I mean, I mean, inflation is like completely different, yeah. so the numbers are different. But like back then, because you're like globally known, I used like, to make more money in a day than I'd earn in a year. Mad, isn't it? Yeah, in a day. You know, and I came from like I'm a, I'm a car. I was a carpenter. Yeah. Before all of this, and I and I was like, you know. Then I, then I managed a skate store when I started realizing I could, there was a chance for me to break out of the nine to five yeah. and kind of do something with myself. So, so yeah, to make that amount of money that I was making a day went, when, you know, yeah, it was just meant like just <laughs> mental. Can you just go to Birmingham, eat these chocolates and just, you know, it's just 10 grand to eat some chocolates. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, but, uh, Crazy. Were, they, were they chocolates? <laughs> Poppets. Oh shit! I don't <laughs> look like rabbit shit to me. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, 
But so when it all when it all finished, because obviously you're an incredible filmmaker now. How how you let me convince you to like work on my stuff is like beyond me. Can you remember? remember, Because okay, so when I first thought about actually, you were the one that told me about doing a YouTube channel, and I was like, I don't really know much about YouTube, and you were like. Can you remember on the mob ball? Yeah, I was like, John, look at all the shit you do. You jump out of fucking plane skydiving. You surf. You, you know, like you got a rally. You do a lot of fun shit. I would just fucking be putting that out and just having a really good fun channel. I mean, for me personally, for me, yeah. I'm, I chase fun. I chase good times. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I have to go through some bad times to get the fun times, but I do that. And I just saw what you were doing. I was like, John, you can have a sick YouTube channel, man. It'd be rad. And I was like, nah. I don't know, no. but because yeah. you, you're someone that films everything, like even at all the footage you got from Dirty Sanchez back in the day, you've got hundreds of hours, haven't you? I mean, there's a lot of footage from that time period yet. Next film coming out one day, hopefully. <laughs> documentary? There's a doc, um, there's, there's, is doing a documentary now um, yeah. on, on something, um, which um, with a decent director behind it. And I think there's some footage being given for that. Yeah, I'm interested to see that. But yeah, there's lots of footage, John. Um, but not m- when I was filming the Sanchez stuff. Um, most of it was M- most of it was a lot of it was MTV. Yeah, and I would my my stuff would come into play in the nights. <laughs> you know, when we'd finish filming, <laughs> yeah, all the kind of stuff that people German hotel rooms, German hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So so. So yeah, you you t- you gave me the idea to uh, do something, and I was like, didn't really think of anything. And then I came to you with an idea of like doing a podcast and stuff like that. Um, but like this is this is what two years ago? No, yeah. a year and a half ago, however long. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and then like uh, you were like, oh, I don't know, you know, because YouTube. But then now YouTube, the c- level of content on YouTube the quality of it because you do stuff for like Ford and big brands and all this kind of like really glossy high-end stuff um so when Shh, so when I, people I do that stuff. are you not like yeah cool. no 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 it's fine <laughs> well, no, it's fine they? but you know you got to keep your you got to keep your your rep intact haven't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just let people think that all the all the weird weird yeah. stuff I'm just about the weird stuff yeah no 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 you, you still get you chase the big checks right yeah I yeah I, <laughs> Yeah, no, you do some really, um, uh, that's why everything, the vlog looks so good, you know, because it's like you're filming it, you know. Um, but yeah, so w- w- what, I mean, I kind of know, but because we've talked about it, but YouTube as a platform now, I mean, 10 years ago, doing a, or five years ago, doing a YouTube video, it'd be like, mate, what are you doing a YouTube video for? You yeah. Know? Like no one does that. But now it's so important for brands, for, mm-hmm. for all sorts of stuff yeah. now to communicate. Um and you've been making incredible stuff, like filmmaking and everything for so long. How do you see that YouTube's changed over the past few years compared to sort of 10 years in the level of content and the amount of money that brands are spending on it? Well, it's just, you can't, I can't even put my brain into like how big it's become. Really? I mean, purely because like when I was doing Dirty Sanchez, you know, our only via, only way of getting our content out there was was through a terrestrial was through like a network. Yeah. So like, it didn't matter. I could be cu- producing content all day long, like shooting, but no one's ever going to see it because, like, you know, you have to put it on a on a on a VHS tape or you put it on <laughs> you put it on a, a DVD yeah. and sell it like that. There was no internet. Down, you know, there was there was an internet, but it wasn't the internet we know today. Yeah. And YouTube wasn't even thought of back then. So I suppose. I, 
how it's changed. I mean, like, fuck, jeez. I would have, wouldn't have minded putting my content on YouTube and bypassing MTV. Put it that way. But if yeah. you'd have sold me that back then, I would have said, nah. It, it's just it's just huge everyone's on youtube it's a platform you can monetize it you can comment you can engage you can share it's just like it's a it's it's a rock solid platform apart from censorship yeah yeah i because I, I feel like now because um weirdly we're going to see my friend jack in a bit um, and he's like a exec uh, producer tv like unbelievable stuff he was like Jamie Oliver's creative, creative director for like a few years and he's done huge shows and he's always been asking me about doing a show but I don't want to do a TV show because I can't control it right and that's my fear you know when we just like bomb about we just mess about and we talk about what's yeah. going on and it's a great communication tool for like my businesses and all that kind of stuff um, and you know I, I do it because when I was like 18, I didn't have anyone to explain business, like honestly. So, mm -hmm. so there's that element. That's my sort of value in it. Like being able to share what I know with younger, younger people. Yeah. Um, but he's asked me about doing a business show and stuff like that. And I, I just don't want to do it because now there's YouTube, you know, and if I'm going to do stuff, like I want to be able to edit it. Not that we really edit much, but I want to be able to do it in my own way and not be told how to act. 100%. Um, it's, it's kind of like the bands, the artists these days, like, you know, the, the, the people in bands and stuff. I'm just, through what I've been through with the way you're being controlled by the network mm. or, you know, the, uh, the label, I think just do it all on your own. Yeah. Do it, have full control. You'll have more fun. You won't have any doubts in your mind thinking, what if they, you know, if it becomes big, they still control it. Like, you have all the power and it's up to you as, as a creator to to make it as big and beautiful as you want. When it comes to doing stuff on TV, there, there are swings and roundabouts. They will make you huge if it's on the right network. But with my past experience, I just want, I would, I'm like, I would want full control. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the benefit that like people now, the younger people now have is that they can do it that way. Yeah. Because I, like, although, like, for me, I don't see, I don't see what the benefit is for me being on TV. I just don't see it. Like, I don't care about having more followers. It's not like I'm going to start, like, like, selling, like, oat milk. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, so I don't see what the benefit is, really. I mean, apart from maybe awareness, but I think the only TV show that I would do is Dragon's Den, because it's solid. Yeah. You know, and be a dragon. I can invest in things and stuff well, like that. That's a great show as well. Yeah, it's a good show, um, but it's solid. It's not, and they, they, I don't think they're like, oh, you need to like be aggressive or like, because it's weird. Like when we were growing up, we used to assume that to be successful, you had to be an arsehole, right? You had to be a like cutthroat, like, yeah, arsehole to like, you know, get get ahead of everybody else. But like, I, that's not true like I've not done it that way you know I've just been like I've done events and stuff and I've invested in things yeah. and it's like worked out and I feel like that's important to communicate that because when we were younger like the sort of things that we watched was like you know it was like it, we watched films and stuff and it was like the the the, the bad guy like the arsehole was like you know or the, 
Scarface or you know it's like you've got to go and kill kill other people to yeah. make it to the top whatever yeah. you know what I mean it was like but the reality of life isn't like that and I feel like now with technology YouTube like people like me can communicate it that's what I think um, and that's why I don't really feel like I care about doing TV because yeah. they'll edit it the way they want you know and what's the point like what's the benefit really? 100% 100% um, for me like would I do another TV show Possibly because of the connection with MTV, mm-hmm. but oh, I need control over my, from my past experience, I didn't need full control. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think for you and what you're, you know, for where you're at, I think this is perfect. But you know what? I don't think it could be, I think it could be really good for you, but it'd be, yeah. But I th- yeah, maybe I'm a bit older now. Maybe when I was younger, you know, when you're younger, you kind of want to, you like, you want everything overnight. Yeah. And TV maybe brings that. But I think long term, um, for like business and stuff, like it doesn't really. I don't see how it would benefit. To- totally. I mean, I think you can be more relatable when you're doing it like this, because it's less forced, it's less staged. You yeah. can, you know, you you can see through it way easier than than it being wrapped up in a TV show. Yeah, but I mean, it all depends what you're trying to be. Yeah, do you think like because you, you're you're a filmmaker now, and you basically because you also you don't edit my stuff, but you um, in the beginning you did a little bit, and you could tell how that your style is on it. Do you think that's why you you do filmmaking now because you're basically controlling the whole creative, the end product? You kind of is that is that because you maybe because psychologically you didn't get to do that back in the day of MTV, or is that just the way you are? Um, I think uh, basically, without knowing it, I was creative. Yeah, and I just thought that I was just—I don't know what I thought I was when I was younger, from where I grew up. But based, you know, from my environment, you know, you can second guess and doubt yourself. But um, I thought I was a carpenter, yeah. and I just thought that was it for me. I know, but I didn't know about create. I didn't really know about creativity. I, I was just switched into skating, which is just nothing but create creativity, you know. But um, when it came to when it came to making th- making a piece, I, you know, if I I don't edit a lot, but when I do edit, I I like to put my name, I put my stamp on it, yeah, and I, I get full satisfaction and creative um, kind of fulfillment. And yeah. it just I just like putting pieces together. If you were 18 now, with technology as it is, we were saying this earlier. Like good life. Like, like butterfly effect kind of thing yeah. or whatever, you know, like, um, I wonder, like, you'd be, a, like, you'd be doing filmmaking, creative content and just, I mean, because you still do a lot of it. Like, your brain never switches off since I've ever met you. Like, like my brain's on pretty much most of the mm. time, but yours is on. 24-7, yeah, especially come, after a coffee. You know where I come from, though, John, yeah? <laughs> you know, I, it's quite tribal where I come from. i got to be on my toes. Really? I, my, I, I'm switched on because I'm like, who's coming to get me? You know, I did Dirty Sanchez for 20 years. <laughs> the reason why I'm always like, whoop. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, switched on, but um, fuck, just, it's great fun being able to... Yeah. I mean, we live in a time where, like, when I, when I got my first video camera, I borrowed... Um, my mum my actually rented a camera from a place called Radio Rentals. It was a VHS. I remember Radio Yeah, Randall's Radio yeah. Rentals. It was a big VHS camera. The tapes were this, you know, the tapes are that big inside of it. Inside, yeah. Yeah, and then a friend edited the footage in college on two big tape recorders and then we put it on like three VHS tapes and we just went around people's houses showing it. I mean, now you've got something 
you've got the iPhone, which is this big. Yeah. You can shoot, edit. You can shoot and grade, edit, and then you can put it out there yeah. on the internet. Now, if if you're creative, you can do it all yourself. Yeah. And and you've got all these videos on how to. And now it's it's just like if I had that from the get go, I would probably be a lot more stressed out today <laughs> you know but i'm happy where i am but um yeah. but yeah i mean it's 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 mad isn't it we're we're you know if you're a kid growing i think we're gonna fuck i think we're gonna f- see so many more creatives with oh, just yeah. so much talent just popping through because it's accessible to you yeah. know you could be a kid in greenland you know you could be a kid in alaska you could be in the remotest part of the world and you could just have just that that little bit about you that just yeah. You know, it's just ba- a badass at like pr- being creative and, and, and now you've got the way of getting it out there. Yeah, it is cool. For, I, like, I like that because like, cause obviously when we were like 18, we didn't have that kind of thing. We didn't have any of that kind of stuff around us. Yeah. You'd want to do it, but there's no way of doing it. Totally. So for me, it, I was making skateboard videos like way, like a long time ago. Like, oh, fuck, yeah. Just, you know, back in like 90, 91. Yeah. And you didn't have you didn't have a uh, the internet. You you had to literally get the VHS tape, duplicate it, and just give it to your mates or go around the houses, and that's how you would share yeah. and show people what you're doing on a, on a VHS tape. Going around in a house, uh, 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 I get my tongues tied sometimes. A uh, horse and cart, an <laughs> <laughs> ass and cart. <laughs> anyway, you get the drift, uh, and we all know what where, where we're at. Um, I'm just old enough to know what it was like back in the uh, in the dark ages. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, to think that, like, because a lot of younger people, they think, oh, there's not opportunity. They think it's difficult. But compared to, like, oh my God. 20 years ago, like, the world's your oyster. Yeah. And you, it, you talk about crit, um, creative people, like, just all over the world, because, you know, the internet's everywhere now, you know. Um, technology gets gets spread out a little bit slower to certain countries, but once they're on board soon, you know, with yeah. like what's this SpaceX internet or whatever he's doing. Oh now. yeah, um, the uh, the the Starlink, the, the two Tesla phones coming out. It's just gonna Tesla phone. They, yeah, Tesla making a phone, aren't they? Yeah. Right, they got a phone coming out. I want it's going to be li- links. So you have internet everywhere, as far as I know. You know, um, and then this phone's going to just do everything, probably. That's insane. So. You, Literally, everyone could do everything from a phone anywhere in the world, like instantly. That's um, w- worrying, isn't it? <clears throat> Is it worrying? Well, I, I mean, it's great to have the option just because the situations you can get yourself in if you're stuck somewhere. Yeah. I know, in the rainforest, are you stuck somewhere just really remote? Yeah. For that reason, only, for that reason, brilliant. But. You know, I don't want to be on tag 24 hours. Like, you know I mean, I'm not in prison. Like, you know, you don't have to keep an eye on me. You know, I don't, I, I don't need to keep an eye on myself. And some, but so it certainly I don't need to be kept an eye on by a, a, the bigger things out there. Do you think it's funny that all the things you ever did on TV, you never got banned for, but you got banned on Twitter? Why did you get banned on Twitter? Oh, I mean, listen, let's not go there. Let's, let's, let's not break. Let's not... Let's not go there. I got banned. I got, um, yeah, they just shut me off Twitter. I reposted something about um, right at the beginning, right at the very beginning of, um, well, not right at the beginning, but a couple of months into um, the news of the pandemic coming out of China. Yeah. I started questioning things and I was like, what the fuck's going on here? 
Yeah. And and before I knew a lot of things, I post I reposted something yeah. about the flu deaths and um yada yada yada. Something it was something like that. And then they just fucking kicked me off because it was I had like I don't know fifty thousand like Follow, yeah. followers or whatever, and that must have been too much for them for for someone like myself posting shit about that. Wait, you only retweeted it then? I you ret- didn't even retweeted it. Yeah, you just retweeted something about. Well, I was just Co-flu, a, whatever. It, you can't, can we, we? How mad is it that we probably we're worried about saying it? And, well, I mean, we it's just fucking like it's a can of worms for a start. Yeah, and it's super fucking sensitive, and I don't wish to get tied up in any of the, any of it. I'm looking. I'm on the fence, and I'm looking. I'm looking around. Yeah. But yeah, um, I did all that stuff on TV. <laughs> I did all that stuff on TV and I get checked off Twitter for like a retweet. Something about how many people died in China of the flu in 2017. And that was it. Yeah. Because too close to what's going on now. Uh, Fuck knows. So weird. So yeah, Dirty Sanchez right now would not exist, would not ever be allowed on TV. Or on YouTube. Yeah, um, yeah. So I uploaded the first season to YouTube and I I thought I cut out all the the, the naughty bits, made it an 18 and above yeah like all the episodes yeah and um put it on the dirty sanchez website yeah and they just they just took it all down well they censored it it's told just but they took it down and then they banned it and then 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 they banned the channel how mad is it do you want to know something else this is quite this is quite amusing so i did this podcast um with um the rest of dirty sanchez guys yeah do you get banned oh yeah so did this podcast sorry about that and um, as a way of gaining a little bit of like hype, um, I thought I'd upload some footage from a show at one of these festivals, just raw footage. Like there's like 10 minutes of, of raw footage. Yeah. And I was like, it, it can't go on YouTube, can it? Right, because you're going to get banned straight away. I said, like, where can this footage live for people to see it without again, you know, blocked? Right. So I created a, an account on Pornhub. I created an account on Pornhub, uploaded the footage in the tags. It was bodily fluids, anal. You know, it had it had all these tags because, like, that's what you could see. What was the? What did you upload? And it was just like um, we did something called Spunky Dunky. We did um, uh, drumstick ass. You know, we anyway. There was there were some things that you know there were some things, right? Yeah. But just funny, just fucking funny shit. Yeah, and um, it got. But it got banned off Pornhub as well. <laughs> it got banned off Pornhub. For what? Their content was too much. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So, like, literally, like every corn, everywhere you, we've gotten, like, all our content just can't live anywhere anymore. So now I'm a hermit, John. And now I'm <laughs> just trying not to swear so much. Isn't some on your website, though? There was, but they all got taken down. What? Mm. It all, what, got, it all got taken down. What do you think about censorship? All depends. I mean, there's... Certain, where, where we're at right now, mm. it's fucked. Mm. It's completely fucked. But I'm, I haven't got the brain to talk about it. But I'm telling you it's fucked. But I know what's going on. It's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. You know? I think, uh, for me, what's come out of this is that the gov- governments are way more corrupt than we thought, and we thought it was bad. I thought it was bad. Um, and 
the power and influence of pharmaceutical companies is like a joke. Yeah. Like it's it's really bad. Like it's it's funny because it's like I feel like when when you're younger, you're on the left, right? Because you're not you you, you you think oh the world's amazing, you know? You think the world is amazing. Everyone should dance around, you know, like Mary Poppins and stuff like that. And then you get fucked over, yeah. yeah. And then you get fucked over again, and then you get fucked over again. And you're like, hold on a minute, this is not what I thought it was when I was like younger. I thought it was just like everyone's going to be happy. And then you go right a bit, and then you come a bit right, and then you start getting fucked for tax. And then you're like, hold on a minute, <laughs> where is this cash going? Because I just sent a, a bank transfer. And I didn't get a receipt. I didn't get a thank you. I didn't get anything from the government. And then you go, where is this going? And then you start looking into politics, you know? And then you start delving into where the money really goes. And then when you realise where the money actually goes, you know, and you realise these politicians making these decisions, and you realise it's not benefiting anybody, it's only benefiting their parties. Mm -hmm. And then then you go through the last two years, and you see what's happened the last two years, then you're like... I get Guy Fawkes. Yeah. Like, if I could blow up Houses of Parliament in a in a dream, <laughs> I would happily do it constantly. Yeah. And, you know, there'll be nothing left of them. Obviously, that's not reality. No. You know, but that's what, that's how I see what sort of happens. When I was younger, I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, everything's great. And, you know, like, you know, all these things are good, blah, blah, blah. But then when you start paying like loads of money and taxes and stuff like that, and you start delving into it all, like all I've learned in the last two years is how corrupt the government really are and how much bullshit lies that they, they, they say. They don't do what they're going to say and they get away with it and they control all the media companies and all this kind of stuff. And this is why, like, in a way, I kind of like YouTube because like, you can say what you want. Almost, you have to be articulate, you have to be careful. Yep. Um, but then when you think about now and then you go back to when you were on TV... Think about how fucking corrupt it was back then. It would have been way worse. Well, I think you just, it's harder to get away with being a fucking, it's harder to get away with doing those things now because you're getting exposed through the internet. People couldn't just know about it, but now, you know. But that's how, that's what censorship's about. There we go. Right? And this is, there we go. This is why, this is why we're talking about it because it's like they, you think they can't get away with it, but the way they're censoring everything, yeah, you know, and the way they're doing everything, you kind of think, oh my god, they are getting away with it. Like you can't even be a critical thinker anymore without getting like. The the, the good thing is, is that technology changes things fast, and old people, you know, who ha- just watch the news, which is the worst thing in the world you can ever. Because here's the thing with the news: it's a TV show. Oh, completely. Right? People don't. People forget that it's just. Like, they're basically paid actors reading the news and they have to look serious, right? They're good at looking serious, right? But when you ask why, why are they telling me that there's a fire in Greece? Because I don't care. You know, and you, you ask why they're telling me, the, why are they reporting this, la, 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 It's basically an edited TV show that's owned by pharma- pharmaceutical companies, you know, the big five, you know, big five company. Mm-hmm. So when you actually realise that the news is just some bullshit TV show that they're trying to feed you a lot of stuff, then you think we're up against it. Well, you know, it's just fucking all one big ball of bad news, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, that's not good. You you know, your mind should be on light, not yeah. dark. 
Yeah. You should be looking and growing and expanding and and being excited and like fucking adventure and doing new shit that fucking news just gets this and it just it tries to like you know just fucking screw you up and fuck you over and just kind of it doesn't do you any good no. you need to know about it you need to be educated on what's going on but i think the news sources shouldn't you should you should not be taking all your news information from mainstream corporate media which is owned by the powers that funnel you into these ideas, I think you've definitely got yeah. to be looking at your. In, you've got to be looking elsewhere, and and then deciding on what's right and what's wrong, and and kind of working out where you are. Yeah, I think I think the positive is that the world will be run by all all the younger people soon. You know, in twenty thirty years, and the younger ones don't really pay attention to the TV, TV news, like old people do. You know, but soon, you know, they're their thoughts and stuff will be irrelevant because they won't make any sense, you know? So it'd be like, oh God, what they're waffling on about that yeah. stuff on the news again. So I think younger people, because of social media and all this kind of stuff, are super aware of what's going on now. Much more than, you know. And they don't watch it. I got an eight-year-old daughter and she's just like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Like. Kids are smart. And they're open, way more open to, like, stuff now and they they see things very i think they see things different but the problem is you it's so inescapable like i try not to, i don't i watch the tv i don't watch tv i don't really watch tv there might be something yeah. on netflix i don't watch drama yeah. i don't watch most i watch stuff that educates me on yeah. on the internet yeah. i check out some news and look at some fun things yeah, yeah. The fa yeah, because I, I, I remember when you first told me you got banned on Twitter and you, it, was, it was like a retweet about Koflu, whatever you call it. And I was like, I just couldn't get my head around it. I was like, are they really like banning people and censoring people for all this? I was like, and then you go, why are they doing it? Yeah, I was, it what? happened to me. Like, I just didn't, it was, it was so early on. It was like, it was probably Jan, February yeah. 2019. Yeah. Uh, you know when it or before everything kicked off, and I was getting I got censored then. Yeah, like you know. Anyway, mad, isn't it? So YouTube's great, right? But it's also kind of controlled, isn't it? Spotify. That's controlled too. You can. Not? It's not controlled like it's not controlled like this platform. Really? YouTube. Yeah. No. Because Joe Rogan, people go at him all the time, and they saying they were saying that um, when he first got onto. Um, uh, Spotify, they re uh, deleted all the Alex Jones stuff. Can you remember that? Yeah. Because he did a load of podcasts about Alex, yeah, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, yeah. Like chaos. What no, a legend. Crazy guy, yeah. What's mad is that everything he says sort of comes true and you're like, oh, Peter Ring. Oh, this, this is, you're like, oh my God. You yeah. Know? Um, character. But yeah, they um, people were saying that um, a lot of his podcasts weren't put on there. Yeah, he got deplatformed all over the place, Alex Jones, didn't he? Yeah. But Joe Rogan didn't post his stuff, so it was like, uh, a Spotify really kind of decentralised, or are they not? Who knows, but these these grapes look pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yum, 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 yum. What's funny is that, so the reason we're talking about it is because when you did Dirty Sanchez on MTV, there were no rules. You could have set fire to Pritchard. Did. And really? A few times. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was... Uh, this is the thing. We didn't know what was, we, you know. We there were no rules. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Imagine it was like that now. Well, the kind of show we did 
wasn't controlled. Uh, dude, if you did that show and it was on YouTube now, everyone would watch it. <laughs> Fucking banned. Who wouldn't watch I mean, someone getting his mate to have a poo on his face? I'd no, probably watch that. No, no. It was more than that. It. it was more than I'd that. Like, the, sh- <laughs> the show wasn't about that. that, that. <laughs> Even though the show was called Dirty Sanchez, it wasn't all about smelly mud, you know? It was about fucking good time with your mates and doing things you didn't want to do, facing your fears and through friendship with your mates, getting yourselves. We just like, I can't, I can't even, we didn't even try and get a TV show. We yeah. just made this video yeah. and it just broke through into the mainstream. Yeah. And then when we're there, we're like, oh shit. And then after first season one, you've got all these fans and then you think, oh, we got, we got, now we got to step, step it up. Yeah. And then you, yeah, you get do you, you do some wonderful and weird things. Yeah, like the amount of things I did off the back of your show. Like I can't remember anything in particular, but I just remember being excited to watch it. And then, like you're just going. I mean, it's not like you could call your friends back then, anyway. <laughs> we didn't have a mobile phone. We sort of did, but like you know, you know, it was not like everyone had one. You know, you just go out and be like, right, let's do it. Like, how high is that tree? We could probably make that. Yeah. <laughs> did you run anywhere over? I don't think I ran anyone over, but I definitely drove with someone on my bonnet. Yeah, that was standard though, wasn't it? Like, you know, a bit of Teen Wolf around the car park on a, sun, on a Saturday night. Yeah, is it, is it like that now? Like, I don't really yeah. know any Gnarly. 16, 18 the, year olds. Trust me, the kids of the day. Worse. Are locos. Really? Just vados locos. I'm telling you, this is just, I see stuff, you know, I'm like, said to my daughter I'm like did you see that on, 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 on the online there was about 400 kids fighting down the beach in like West Wales <laughs> she's like yeah I was there I'm like what, what? kidding me gnarly like the, the kids today I think it, they might be a little bit more mindful but they still go they still go in it's still probably, we're, probably it's probably worse I mean they've they, imagine we didn't have that we didn't look at videos like that growing up as, a, as kids we had snowboard videos we would watch with some antics on it you know yeah. the jackass guys had the big brother videos yeah you know and and the cky's you would get on you would be influenced through skate and surf and snowboard uh, surf skate videos and stuff and it would be yeah you you get to see some weird stuff through that but now with all these generations of kids have grown up since and they've all had they just that's just normal yeah the progression of being nuts yeah i think is up there now <laughs> You have to send me some more videos. I ain't. I'm out. I'm retired. I'm retired. <laughs> but you're the reason for all of it. Well, I think Sanchez was a big catalyst for a lot of this stuff today. You know, you look at all these YouTubers that, yeah. you know, Zach Ass and, you know, is it Nelk and all those dudes? Um, Nelk boy, just... Well, yeah, yeah. You instilled dreams in all of us when we were young. And now they've got the platform to do it all. Well, there we go. Like if a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys from Wales can break through into the mainstream and get and have a successful TV show. Yeah. I think that in itself is kind of inspiring to know that if we can do it, anything's fucking possible. Yeah. So inside of that, there's, 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 there's hope. (laughs) <laughs> what a great way to end yeah hey we're not ending it on the listen we can end it right but i'm telling you listen I, my I, i'm not all about there was a lot of things on that show which is just purely hilarious yeah. right yeah it wasn't all about scat but no it wasn't 
I don't. E- I haven't even seen that one. Yeah, this is probably got banned after two weeks. Probably it's probably banned everywhere now. You can show me it there, right? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. actually, it's actually on iTunes. Is it? Just type in Dirty Sanchez, get high. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, dude. Thanks for finally coming on. Like, <laughs> thank you for having me. You nearly, you nearly didn't let us do it this week. Well, I kind of been really busy and. When I have to chat into the past about Sanchez, it kind of, you know, am I ready to go back there? You don't want to get banned again. <laughs> I want to get banned again. Well, yeah. this is the end of my channel anyway. Oh, so. no, it's the start. <laughs> it's the start. You've got the right team. You've got the right team, yeah? Oh, yeah. We've got a solid team, actually. Nothing but fun and good times. Exactly. All right. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Can we go burn around the block of the GT3 now? Maybe. Ba ba! Respect. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Easy.